This is Will Hauk with the Roots, Rednecks, and Radicals, and I'm talking with singer-songwriter Caleb Cottle. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, the new album is called Better Hurry Up, and it was recorded at Cash Cabin with a host of incredible musicians. Can you tell us what it was like recording that album? Yeah, it was really wonderful. Uh, it's such a nice, cozy studio. It, obviously, it just started out as a cabin that Johnny had built back in the late 70s as a place to just go make music. So um, it's kind of retained that that coziness, and uh, you know, you can kind of... Todd Snyder swears that it's haunted, but I don't know that it's haunted, but I definitely felt the heavy heavy vibe out there, and um, <laughs> you just know you know all the good music that's been made out there, so it's nice to uh, you know step up to the plate. Right. Yeah, I, I talked to Todd Snyder in uh, February. He was supposed to play a show out here before the shutdown happened, and uh, he was telling me about the haunted nature of it. it I, I forget, <laughs> was it Loretta Lynn that, that uh, he thinks is... Is that there? I forget. He was telling me some weird stories about that place. Yeah, I think Loretta said that she had seen a seen a ghost out there or something like that. But I know she had worked out there some, and Todd works out there some. And right, yeah, it's just a special place. I just think that um, the caliber of music that's come out of there it's it's really really special. Right. So, who who were some of the musicians who recorded on the album with you? Uh, well, I had uh, my rhythm section was Dennis Crouch on stand up bass. Um, it's kind of like the the best you can get in, in this mm-hmm. kind of world. Uh, and then we had Fred Eltringham on the drums, and Fred plays for Sheryl Crow uh, as his main gig, and right. he's just a wonderful drummer. And we had like Russ Paul play pedal steel, and um, yeah, just a, a bunch of different great folks. Had some great singers too: Elizabeth Cook, John Paul White, Courtney Ray Andrews. Right. Uh, yeah, it was just a wonderful time. Yeah. That's great. And Mickey Raphael is on there too, right? Playing some harmonica. Yeah, he plays some harmonica on the song that's good. I love that guy. As I just watched um, yeah. uh, Willie's Picnic. They did the um, live stream kind of deal um, this, this last weekend. And uh, he was on there right. a, a couple of times uh, playing and telling stories and stuff. It, it was a pretty cool deal. Yeah, I love Mickey. You know, it's like one of those things where I can't really remember a time when I didn't know the sound of Mickey Raphael's harmonica. So it, it was pretty surreal hearing him play on the, on the track. Uh, yeah, it was really kind of blew my mind a little bit. That's awesome. So the uh, title track is called uh, Better Hurry Up, and it's uh, also the opening track on the album. It has kind of a bluesy vibe to it and ends with this cool gospel chorus sound. I was wondering if you could tell us a little about that song. Yeah, you know, like I wrote it as kind of like a hymn to sing every night. I've been closing the shows with it um, back before we couldn't tour anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it was a nice reminder each evening to, you know, keep 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 the chorus, you know, like don't don't get discouraged just keep going and keep moving forward and it was just like a reminder to myself and um it was really cool because in the studio of course i had all my friends singing on it with me but also my wife and my parents were singing on it with me too they Hmm. came into the studio on the last day and um kind of surprised them (laughs) they didn't know they were going to sing but i knew they'd be all right and they certainly were so it was really cool and special to have them out of the cabin 
yeah, it turned out great. Was that so? Was that recorded with a big group in the room all at once, kind of deal? Yeah, and we had all the uh, stomps and the hand claps going, and it was, it was a nice, fun sing along. You know, I had a lot of fun doing it. Absolutely. That's cool. Um, well, another song I really like on the album is called uh, Monte Carlo, and it, 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 it's a bit of a musical departure from some of your other stuff, I, I think. It has a really cool groove. Um, I'd like to hear about the, the backstory on, on that song as well. Yeah, you know, I, I, a lot of the imagery from that one's from North Carolina, where I grew up, and um, my, my grandfather, he, he had a Monte Carlo. It was in 1971. It was glitter green. It was pretty amazing, and... Um, you know, I used to ride around with him through the mountains there, and so I had had a lot of those images in mind. And uh, and yeah, it kind of came off um, a little bit more rocking than um, maybe I would typically go. But I think it's cool to go there sometimes, and you know, it's a, try to just go wherever the song leads me. And then when we're in the studio, I just try to try to just go wherever it's going. You know, try to stay adaptable. I think that's important. Through the smoky mountains. In a Monte Carlo Stop at a casino Bet it all on black Right. One of the, the lines in the chorus um, has a, mentions uh, Bet It All on Black. I was wondering, uh, I, I think the song was probably written before you went into the studio, but did that have anything to do with like Man in Black or, you know, recording there at the at the studio? No, it didn't. There was no connection there, but... Uh... But, uh, yeah, that darkness over at the cabin, you know, it kind of seeps into what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I, I bet that kind of kind of hangs heavy in the air there. Was his, uh, was his son yeah. a part of the recording process? Is he, um, I know he was helping out with Todd Snyder's album, but is, is he generally there at the studio recording? Did you say John Carter Cash? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he popped by the studio a couple times when, when, I was in there and then we ended up just hitting it off. And, uh, last fall I went over there and we wrote a song together. So that'll probably be coming out at some point. So, uh, but yeah, he was just kind of in and out of the studio a little bit, but he lives over there. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's been really great. Gotcha. Yeah. I wasn't sure if he does, um, a lot of, uh, producing or engineering or if he just kind of, um, is, is kind of running the studio. Yeah, he does do some producing over there, but uh, for this record, I had John Jackson producing it, and, uh, and yeah, John Carter, I think they had worked on a couple things before, and so yeah, he popped by the studio every now and then. Cool, cool. Well, the uh, closing track on the album is called Bigger Oceans, and um, it, it reminded me a lot of the final track on your last album, uh, Until It's Over, um, kind of sonically and lyrically, there is some similarities there. Um, I was wondering um, if that was an, an intentional thing in the sequencing of the album to kind of bring it to a, a nice mellow close. Yeah, I think both of those songs, they just kind of leave the listener with a little bit of hope. And I, you know, I think that's pretty important for me. I, I try not to end the records on too heavy of a note. You know, it seems like it feels nice to kind of just leave it as, a hopeful kind of mellow thing. Right. And who, who else is singing on that one? Uh, that's Courtney on that one. Courtney Marie Andrews. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, the, the, the COVID shutdown has obviously affected 
all kinds of things, touring and, and, um, music all, all across the map. Um, I, I've just been kind of interested in, in getting the take from musicians about where they think things are going, um, in, in the future. Um, you know, what, 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 what's the future of, of live music until we get a vaccine? Do you think? I mean, kind of non-existent to me. I, I just don't, well, at least for being indoors, you know, I mean, I guess we could, try to do stuff outdoors and but as far as you know like an indoor show like anything normal like any like we would be used to i just don't see it happening without a vaccine i don't know how you would you know i don't know how you would control it so um i think if once they figure that out we can get back to normal and um you know obviously i'm missing the road but certainly not enough to try to put uh, any fans at risk or myself at risk or anything like that. So it just seems like everyone's just sort of in a waiting pattern and, um, yeah, so hopefully we can get a vaccine. Right. Yeah. I I noticed a couple of venues around here planning shows for, um, uh, late July and, and into August, uh, in Nevada where, where, phase two, you know, whatever that means. But, um, it just seemed crazy to me, like to see some of these shows starting to, to pop back up. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I kind of can't believe it because honestly, it seems like it's a lot, um, more dangerous to tour now that the virus is more far spread. I just don't really understand, uh, what people are thinking, honestly. So <laughs> I don't know. All right, man. Well, I, I'm really enjoying the album, and uh, I, I think it's, it's it's really good songwriting, and it's uh, it, it's solid stuff. So, um, good job on the recording of that. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for playing it. Absolutely. Okay, man. Well, that's all the questions. Did you have anything else you wanted to uh, mention before we go? Uh, no. Hang in there, everyone. <laughs> right. And uh, if people want to find out more about you, find merch and, and, and music and all that, what's the place, uh, best place to look for you online? Yeah, CalebCoddle.com. Bigger oceans I can take. Oh, yeah, you're on to. Bigger oceans I can take.